Come on. I've been asked by so many people over the past couple of years about how do I start a podcast that I've developed and released a course that will teach you exactly how to do that step by step from figuring out the kind of show that you want to have to understanding how all the technology works behind it and then how to get great guests and uh, keep the thing moving and how to grow it. So if you're interested in that, check it out. You can go to georgegrombacher.com forward slash podcast course and you'll find it there. You can just go to the website. I'll also list that in the notes of the show. Dr. Cooper is PhD and CEO of U.S. Corporate Wellness. He is the co-founder of the Catalyst Institute and he's been recognized as the world's fittest CEO. That's awesome. Welcome, Brad. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Whoa, what is that there? Okay. Hey, I appreciate it. Thanks, George, for having me on. Yes, this is George Graubacher, and it's time to go. Brad, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. I'll go in reverse. It's just so fun to wake up every morning feeling like you're making a difference, and I know a lot of your a lot of your listeners feel the same way, but that's why I do what I do. It, it is just, I, I don't want to say every day is a smooth sailing, you know, rainbows and flowers, but <laughs> it, it's just, it's exciting to be in an industry where you see people's lives changing for the better. And, and, and that's exciting. A quick version on me, I'm a 54 year old dad of three adult now, I'm going to keep calling them kids, but adult <laughs> kids, uh, great kids. They're inspiring to me every single day with the things they're doing with their lives married to the love of my life for now 28 years. Susanna uh, is just an amazing, amazing woman. Uh, you probably want to have her on at some point, except she hates microphones. So um, <laughs> you, you mentioned the CEO of U.S. Corporate Wellness and the Catalyst Coaching Institute. And then on a personal level, I just love endurance sports. So I've done 11 Ironmans, including four times at the World Championship in Kona. And we won the race across America about four years ago. Wow. And and that was the, the quick reference you made there of that nice uh, – Thing that came from a, a variety of different magazines and stuff. And then I'm the host of the Catalyst Health, Wellness, and Performance podcast. So similar to you focusing on the money side and giving people tips and how can they make the most of that, we're on the health, wellness, and performance side. So, you know, we can jump into some of those things today, obviously, and hopefully give some people some things to, to take home with them. Yeah. Well, I, I, I love it. And that, that sounds great. We are on the same page there for sure. Um, so, when, when, when you look out across the population, you've been doing this work and been passionate about this work for, for, for a good amount of time. Um, how, how do you view just the current state of people's diet and nutrition and overall wellness? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, everyone is unique. So what works for me today won't work for me a month from now. What works for me today doesn't work for you today. We're, we're all unique. And I think we need to keep that in mind. And I think one of the discoveries we've made both in providing services for companies, but also training coaches internationally is reminding them wellness is not just food and fitness. We come into it. So many people come into it, whether they're on the receiving end of coaching of saying, oh, I'm supposed to talk to a coach. I better come up with a exercise thing I want to do, or I better ask him how much kale I should eat or something. <laughs> and, and certainly those are important things. There's no doubt food and fitness matter, but 
so many other things matter as much and may be the, the bigger influence. I, I'll give you a quick example. So sleep. Sleep's getting a lot of attention lately. If you didn't sleep well last night, last night, we're not talking chronic sleep deprivation. We're not talking, you know, a week's worth of, of limited sleep. We're saying if you didn't sleep well last night, then your odds of exercising today went down somewhere in the neighborhood of 40 to 60 percent. And your odds of choosing junk food this afternoon at three when your stomach goes, oh, I'm kind of hungry, Brad, uh, go up by about the same percentage. So that's not because you don't know what to eat. It's not because you don't have good systems in place. It's not because you haven't developed good habits. It's because your sleep was an issue. So that's just a simple example of of how the aspects of of wellness, whether it's life balance or relationships or sleep or exercise or fueling or any of those things, how they all affect each other. And it's interesting. I I did my Ph.D. and it was actually kind of a fun topic. Mental toughness. We, We created this term functional mental toughness. And it's based on what are the things that influence that. So I want to get away from the old Navy SEAL NFL linebacker model of mental toughness of people that say, well, I, that's not me. I can't do that because I'm not a linebacker. I'm not a Navy SEAL. And instead say, it it doesn't matter who you are. You and I, any, anybody listening to this can, can find ways to increase their mental toughness. And we showed that in the research and thrive. These aspects we're talking about influence that aspect. So if you want to be in quotes, mentally tougher, the things you're talking about, the exercise, the eating right, the sleeping, the relationships, all those things are absolutely critical and will have an impact. Functional mental toughness. I think that's awesome right there. And you obviously are an endurance athlete, so that clearly requires mental toughness. Um, so through through your findings, if if people can can increase their mental toughness, is there then a, a does that result in in better habits? I would have to imagine. It does. It does. Um, I'm trying to think where I could point your listings. You know what? We've got some of the studies up on our website, drbradfordcooper.com. If you go to the insights tab there, you can pull up the studies. And basically what there is, is it's a diagram of three key aspects, thrive, prepare, and activate. And if you influence any one of those three, and there are subcomponents for each one, so if you influence any one of those, so let's just say, for example, you start off asking about, you know, kind of the food and fitness side, if you start eating better, that will improve the other aspects of that. And then, for example, with the money side, you will make better money decisions when you start eating better. I, I listened to one of your podcasts uh, from, I think it's two weeks ago, talking about the food side and really good insights. And the key aspect there is, you, I'm sure you had have listeners who are like, wait a minute, I thought this is a money podcast and you did mention you're going to save a lot of money by not eating out. But the the more the, the message I took home or the message I was like, yes, you tell them, George, was if you eat better, you will make better money decisions. It's a cyclical process. Same thing. If you start exercising, you don't have to run a marathon. You don't have to do a triathlon. You don't have to do race across America. If you could go for a 20 minute walk, if you haven't been before, that will improve long term your decisions around other things, which obviously include money. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I appreciate all that. So it's, I, I was going to say something trite, like it's, it's this butterfly effect or this sort of ripple effect, <laughs> exactly. right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And so it's just taking a small action in one area and that will have many, many positive aspects or impacts on perhaps every different aspect of your life. So it is, you know, it, it's, I, 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 
I agree with you. I think that we, at least where I'm looking on the internet, it's like we're super excited about Navy SEALs and, and, and these super fit people, but I can't go from where I am right now potentially to doing a Navy SEAL workout. But what I can do is just start walking every day for 10, 15, 20 minutes, and I can start just making better choices. Yep, exactly. Or you can turn the TV off 15 minutes early, or you can decide not to have that second glass of wine, or the list is endless. And it's unique to each person. I, I can't stand here and say, George, this is the thing you need to do. That That's your call. I'll help you think through what's that going to look like? How can we make that a regular thing? How will that fit into my life? All those kinds of things that a health and wellness coach would do. But it's not the health and wellness coach's job to say, George, this is the area you need to work on. Because the if the autonomy is not there, you're not going to care. You'll nod your head. You'll look at me. You'll be like, yeah, Brad, thanks so much. That's so super nice of you to share that. And then you walk away going, who is that guy? Like, <laughs> he doesn't know anything about me. Yeah. Yeah. That's something that statistics are great, but that's not it's stuff that doesn't really apply to me. So <laughs> yeah, totally. yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that. Okay. So that's, 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 that's really one of the big linchpins that people who are trying to influence behaviors is seems like they're always struggling with. I've got two little kids and I can see, I can look into the future mm-hmm. and, and, and see myself telling them what's going to be great for them, but them rolling their eyes and telling me to get lost. And if you're <laughs> an, you know, an employer trying to help your employees. So how, how, how do you get them to take ownership? You know, that's one of the things we teach the folks that go through our wellness coach certification with the Catalyst Coaching Institute is teach them. And and that's the hard part because we have a lot of clinicians. We have a lot of physical therapists and doctors and counselors and nutritionists and, and folks that truly are experts in a lot of these areas. And where they struggle with the training is taking off that expert hat because they are truly experts. But when you're coaching, you want to hold that back. You want to make sure we're not trying to put ourselves over on that person and instead drawing out of them, well, what matters to you? Because as soon as you get that, as soon as you turn that key and the person says, well, I really want to fill in the blank. Oh, now we are golden. Mm. Like now things are going to happen. Whereas if I tell you, you know, George, uh, if you'd wear these kind of shoes and run these intervals and eat this food and drink this powder, it, it, it's, it doesn't matter. The, the autonomy equation, you look at the research, if there's not autonomy, the behavior change almost 100% will not happen. I think that's such a powerful thing right there. So instead of me trying to impress everybody by my intellect and, and, and my wealth of, of, of resources and information, you just need to get people to say, you know what, George, actually, I've been really wanting to X, Y, or Z. And that's when, yep. okay, that's the opportunity. Let me help you actually get there. Exactly. Exactly. And let's make it real. So quick example, a coach might be talking to somebody, let's say around New Year's and they're like, hey, I'm going to start working out three times a week. Well, an untrained coach would say something like, well, that's awesome. That's really cool. So we, we met this goal. You've made this this target of working out three times a week. Way to go. What else do you want to talk about? Now, a trained coach will say, well, that's interesting. Okay, that's cool. I'm glad to hear you talking about that. What uh, what three days were you thinking? Hmm. Uh, probably Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Okay, um, what time? I'm I've got a gym near my work. Obviously, not true where, where we're at right now in the world. Right. But I've got a gym where my work, and so I'm just going to go before work. Okay, cool. So you're thinking what time? Oh, six thirty. Okay, cool. What are you currently doing at six thirty on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday? Well, on Monday that will be perfect. And but. Oh, wait, Wednesday, I take my kid to school. 
well, I guess I can't do Wednesday. And so they get off track, but the coach walks in through, okay, so, so Mondays work. Yeah. Mondays work really well. Wednesdays, mm, Fridays. Yeah. I think Friday. So we got Monday and Friday. Now you're looking for three. So are there, is there another alternative? So anyway, the conversation builds. So the coach is not using any of their expertise. They're simply having this conversation, drawing out, well, wait a minute. Are you sure that works with your life? Because so many things in our life, we get super motivated. We watch a Rocky movie or we <laughs> see some motivational video online or we hear some podcast and we get super excited and then reality hits. And reality is hard. There's not a lot of extra room in our lives. Even now, there's not a lot of extra room in our lives. So the motivation is very temporary if it doesn't fit into reality. And so the coach, one of the things coaches do very well is to get that reality base within the equation. Motivation is temporary if it doesn't fit into reality. I think that is yeah, totally. That is a powerful phrase right there. Nice, and every everything you just laid out. Like, oh, that, that that's great. I, I love it. I'm, I'm I'm excited that that you're excited about getting getting back in shape. So you said three days a week. What what specific days? What time? What what do you normally do during that time? So yeah, exactly. Really making it real. Okay. And well, then, it's just like your money stuff. You, you don't, you, people don't go, well, I'm going to save $100 a week. Well, where's that $100 currently going? Until we identify that, we can't really save that money. So it, it's the same type of thing in terms of other areas of life. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree. So it's, it's personal uh, discipline. It's, it's, it's awesome. But until self self-discipline but until we get there we i think that people need a lot of accountability and so it's it's having this coach who is is following up with with people so for people who are listening what what is typically uh a successful engagement look like it's having this initial conversation then it's it's checking in on a daily basis weekly monthly yes and you're like well brad i asked you seven questions there (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it, it depends on the person. So some people through, uh, for example, we provide health and wellness coaching for a lot of organizations around the country. So they have a specific budget. They want to cover that cost for the employees. They want to help their lives get better, but they can't afford on that budget line to do it weekly or sometimes monthly. So s- sometimes those are based on a quarterly interaction with an email in between. Personal health and wellness coaching oftentimes will start off with weekly for a few times and then go to monthly and then to quarterly. So it depends on the individual, depends on their budget, depends on how they want to approach it, how deep they want to dig into it. But it it really varies based on that. And the accountability and the discipline and all those aspects, that's very unique too. Sometimes health and wellness coaching, on our podcast, the Catalyst Health, Wellness, and Performance podcast, we actually did a sample coaching session, and people love that one. They're like, oh my gosh, like I've never heard something like this before, because they're hearing the back and forth, and they're thinking the coach is going to tell them, like we were saying, let's eat the kale, and they're like, oh my gosh, they never told them to do anything. They just kept drawing, and the person kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. So for example, somebody, like I don't need somebody to hold me accountable. I don't need somebody to push me or nudge me. I need somebody, my, my, I have a wellness coach and my wellness coach helped me dial back. So I stopped injuring my foot after seven years of injuries Mm -hmm. every single year. I know better. I'm a physical therapist. I know who to talk to. I know the research. I know everything else. And yet I kept making the same stupid mistakes. So by talking that her big benefit, her big aha moment in my life was helping me think through 
that process. So every person's different and the way they benefit from the coaching might be different. For some, it is the accountability. For some, it is reminding them it doesn't have to be disciplined. We need to bring it down to something that fits into your life and then it'll be automated. It's that transition from what I do to who I am. When it's what I do, it takes a lot of mental toughness. It takes a lot of what you call discipline. It takes a lot of concentration. It takes a lot of effort. When it becomes who I am, it's just automated. Like I don't get up in the morning and say, boy, I don't know. Should I work out today? It's, I, that's just who I, I just enjoy it. It's just who I am. And that makes it who I am. And it takes very little mental energy once you get to that point. Yeah. Yeah. I certainly appreciate that. And obviously the answer is to the the next question is it depends, you know, how, how do you actually make that step from what you do to who you are? Um, and I I guess a big part of that is, well, you know, you're never going to be able to answer the question unless you ask yourself that question and you start asking what it is you really want to accomplish and then figuring out and making it real for how you can start to implement it. And, and then I, I, I suppose that's the progression. Yeah. And I think the vision piece gets overlooked too. You know, Simon Sinek had his book, Start With Why. And I love Sinek stuff. He's got a great book. If anybody hasn't read that, you should check it out. But I actually think there's one step before that. And that's the who. Once we're clear on who we want to be, who is the man that I want to be? When I'm super clear on that, when that vision is crystal clear in my head, that makes the why and the what and the how pretty easy. That's just checking boxes at that point. But if I don't know who I want to be, if I don't know who this man is that I want to become when I'm 60, 70, 80 years old, then the why and the what and the how is super confusing. I, I don't know. I'm all over the place. Yeah, that's probably the most important thing that, that, that we're going to talk about today, right, is understanding who it is that, that you want to really be. And it doesn't mean that where you are right now, that's not necessarily if it's you're not happy with everything, then that's not who, who you are. It's it's this is who, who you really can be. So that's, I mean, what a key starting point right there, figuring out the kind of person you want to be, how it is you showing up. And then, like you said, then the then the what and the how and the why really take care of itself. Yeah. Nice. I love it. Brad, this is good stuff right here, sir. Savage, oh, I appreciate it. Yes. <laughs> Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? I'll give you a, a two-parter here. So when people think about health and wellness, and we've talked about a few different things here today, it really comes down to four keys. If you address these four areas and they all influence each other, like we've talked about, you will have better performance. You will have better outcomes. And, and I guess that's another reminder is it's not just health and wellness. It's also performance. It's also you will be better at work. You will be better as a husband. You will be better as a son, as a coworker, as an employer, as a leader, et cetera, if you're doing these things. So the four key areas, it comes down to move, fuel, rest and connect. If you address those four, one of them, don't try to do them all at once. One subcategory of those four areas and then build on that, you're going to have a big improvement. And the little part to that, to that, we like to use this phrase, hashtag better than yesterday. It's not about becoming George. It's not about becoming me. It's not about becoming somebody else. It's becoming slightly better than you were yesterday. And if you keep doing that, Great things happen. Like, that is great stuff. That definitely gets, come on. Come on. 
Yeah, that's that's very powerful right there. Hashtag better than yesterday. And we're fall victim to comparison all the time and comparing ourselves to just other people. But really just be focused constantly. on better than who you are. I love it. Yeah, constantly. Well, Brad, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? I'll give you a couple options. Our main website is catalystcoachinginstitute.com. you got to spell that one right to get it. Instagram is Dr. Bradford Cooper. The podcast is the Catalyst Health, Wellness, and Performance Podcast. And then we also oversee the YouTube coaching channel. So if folks want to tune into that, we're, we're there for them as well. Excellent. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Brad your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to catalystcoachinginstitute.com, find them on Instagram, and find the YouTube channel as well. I'll list all those in the notes of the show. Thank you again, Brad. I appreciate it. That's fun, George. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight as we are all in this together.